0: med adventurers and welcome to the audio armory an exploration of weaponry through the ages i am your local bard emily cardamus
1: and i am your local blacksmith liz belts
0: how you doing liz
1: i'm, I'm, I'm okay i mean i have a very angry cat staring at me now i didn't realize she's been behind me this whole oh, no. time <laughs> she's just staring at me menacingly no Gracie, <laughs> like I wish I wish I could show you. Um, okay, so for if we're keeping this for yeah. those of you who don't know what a Gracie is, Gracie is my cat. But in this world, she can be a dragon. Anyways, she's she has fleas, or had fleas. I'm hoping it's had now. Yeah, because we've had of to what give you've her-
0: given her like three like three flea baths at this point.
1: <laughs> yes. Three flea baths, and she is, I mean, she was a lot more chill this time. She's been through a lot. (laughs) Yes, I mean, she's 12 years old, so that's a lot for (laughs) Oh,
0: well, I meant just, like, in recent history, not, like, her
1: whole life, but that's also
0: probably a true (laughs) statement, that she's just been through a lot. Well, I just
1: meant she's 12 years old, she's not used to this stuff. It's probably a lot harder on her now than it would be, like, if she was a younger cat. It's like if, it's like when you get chicken
0: pox and if you get it at a kid as, as a kid, it's not as bad, but then if you get chicken pox as an adult, it like sucks yeah,
1: except no right. one gets
0: chickenpox anymore. so do you ever think about how the fact that like that's just totally gonna be obsolete yeah because like people don't get chickenpox anymore
1: Well hopefully I mean no, like, like they people... don't like
0: that's the thing like they like chickenpox has basically been eradicated in recent generations.
1: Really? Mhm.
0: Like probably like a, like two or three generations ahead of us are probably the last people who had like like regular cases of chickenpox.
1: Huh. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I know if you have if you ever got the chickenpox, you can get uh, uh what is it called? Shingles. Yes.
0: Yeah, no, but I was listening to to an episode of Sawbones earlier today, and and it was basically like, yeah, like we're recent newer generations just won't get chickenpox because we've like you know vaccinated so much against it, or not vaccinated, whatever. Because it's different. I don't know. Maybe it is vaccinated. I'm not a medical history show. We're a, <laughs> we're a weaponry history show, and yeah, I'm barely to- even that. So yeah.
1: Well, you know what? This is. In our fantasy world, this is how we get rid of illness. We stab it. Yeah. yeah. What are we stabbing?
0: And what are we what are we using to stab things today, Liz?
1: Today, we're going to stab diseases with a halberd. That's,
0: uh, are we going to stab birds with halberds? Because I feel like that's, that was the best look, I had. I'm really look, sorry.
1: Look, we already said that we weren't going to throw rocks at birds. But we could stab them. No. Why would we want to stab them? I don't know. Do you? Bird no. took
0: my sandwich the other day.
1: That that dumb bird. How dare well,
0: it! Let's see. I got a vendetta against birds. So tell me how I can use a halberd to take down my bird enemy. To
1: take down your bird enemy? Mm-hmm. Well, it's convenient because these are seven and a half foot feet long typically, um, and it's uh, basically an axe and a spear on a stick. So, you can poke it, you could slice it, you could just hurl it like a javelin if you feel like it. I mean, I, I don't know how well that would work, but...
0: That's cool. We just, like... So you, so it's basically like we took two things and we're like, you know what is missing? <laughs> Both of these things together.
1: On a stick.
0: <laughs> on a stick.
1: Because everything is better on a stick. I'm glad that
0: concept existed well into our history. Yeah, like yeah.
1: Before, before
0: things like cheesecake on a stick existed oh my god cheesecake on a stick oh, so oh i'm sorry i mentioned oh. that because now i really want some cheesecake on a stick oh. or like a fried uh candy bar on a stick
1: can't say i've had fried candy bar
0: oh it's stick. good but okay no here's the thing problem with fried candy bar is that like the first two bites are really good and then you realize you have to eat the whole thing and then you want to die
1: <laughs> yeah but like... the
0: for those first two bites, it is worth it for those first two bites.
1: But yeah, this has nothing to do with the halberd uh, at all. I mean, unless you just no. want to put a giant candy bar through it.
0: Well, let's see. We're going to deep fry a halberd and then we'll eat it on uh, next week. On a candy bar. <laughs> on a candy bar. On the spinoff series, can you deep fry that medieval weapon and eat it? The answer is usually no. Yeah. Or maybe sometimes it's Yes. We'll
1: look into it.
0: Tune in to find out.
1: (laughs) As you envision this wonderful axe spear on a stick, uh, the one side of it would be the sharp uh, cutting blade. And the other half of it would be typically like a flat hook that curved downwards. So like it would curve down towards where your hands would be, not towards the point of the spear that's on the other end. Okay, at that end, that was actually used to kind of as like disarm wep- uh, like others' weaponry or pick things up
0: With it's like an old timey uh like claw grabber thing, the
1: gopher claw,
0: yeah, <laughs> peach peach. except it was deadly and could kill someone,
1: <laughs> oh God, dare, let me just pick up. oh, oh, there goes Mr. Scruffles. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Scruffles. Mr. Scruffles lived a good life. Yeah. Mr. Scruffles was also a rock. Oh, my God. (laughs) Grandma doesn't quite know what's going on anymore. (laughs) Oh, this (laughs) got really sad all of a sudden. (laughs) That's not what I meant. I just meant that she was just, like, blind, basically. Okay, okay. I was... (laughs) Oh, God. I'm the
0: one who took it to the the deep end. Um... (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, like, one side was an axe, and the other side was a handy-dandy hook.
1: Yes. And at the very top of of this wonderful collage of things was the spear used to stab things. Um, And the spear part of it would vary between, like, six inches to a foot, depending. Mm. Um, Because there were a lot of different styles of them. A lot of the cutting edge, which is the axe part of it, was used more as a blunt tool to break through, well, to break through bones of soldiers, typically. So
0: it was basically like the chimera of weapons. Like you got an axe, uh, like the axe on one side, the hook on the other side, and then a spear on top. So it's just like, here's this weapon abomination.
1: Yeah, it's like the first Swiss You'll Army knife. do kill
0: someone with it.
1: It's only, it's a Swiss Army stick.
0: I love that. Swiss yeah. Army stick. Swiss Army stick.
1: Da-da-da-da. They should market
0: that. It that way. They should have marketed it that way. I guess the Swiss maybe didn't exist back then? Uh. I mean, uh, the Swiss, like, exist, but they weren't, like, maybe they weren't called the Swiss back in ye olden times? I don't know. I don't know
1: either. We'll look into that now. (laughs) Maybe they're
0: just like the Saxons. Or I don't know. Maybe they would have been Germanic. Anyway.
1: A fun fact. uh, King Richard III actually had his skull cracked open with one of those suckers. Oh. Yeah. I found that. Was he okay? Uh. Uh.
0: Probably not. (laughs) He died,
1: so. I mean, you could probably just, just, you know tis but a scratch just just cover it up with that it's just wear a fancy hat it's fine it's good if you, if you don't see it it doesn't hurt you
0: it's true i mean he did die but maybe he didn't die from that
1: yeah maybe he died of some other blood loss <laughs> and concussion i'm gonna look up how richard third died now continue on all right continue on uh the spear point was used to thrust and would easily pierce through chainmail, just like the rapier. So this this weapon is literally a combination of all kinds of things. It is this hell-bent abomination, like just meant to kill everyone in every way possible. It Because, because of its versatility, it caused the phase out of two-handed swords, which we discussed in Two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago is his episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I'm good at words, I swear. It's alright.
0: Yeah, Uh, so basically they were like, hey, this is a way more efficient tool uh, to do the thing that two-handed swords do and might uh, kill less friendly fire people.
1: Yeah.
0: Or it might, you know, reduce casualties by other people.
1: Yeah, and it made it easier... Like, to, to transition from being on horseback to being on foot. Uh, you could literally just hop off and not have to worry about it in comparison to wielding this much heavier sword. Like, the two-handed sword. Mm-hmm. And, you know, trying to go into combat that way. Right.
0: Uh, would you like an update on, uh, on this new segment I'm calling Emily Google's Things uh, of How Richard III Died? Sure.
1: That's a very specific segment. I don't know if we'll be able to use it again. But oh no no, no. the segment is
0: Emily Google's <laughs> things, and the current oh. topic is how did Richard the Third die?
1: Oh wait, should we use Google things or should we have a ye old timey sounding? How thing? does
0: M O? Oh, how does uh? So the segment called uh Emily asks the local oracle, oracle like oracles would would have. I don't know. Emily uses Ye Olde Google. There you go. To find information. <laughs> ye Olde Google. Uh, and, and Ye Olde Google has told me uh, that Richard III died in action. Uh, oh, from he? And he suffered 11 wounds at the time of death. Oh, um, oh, At Bosworth Fields in 1485. And nine of those were to his head. and two of them were quote-unquote non-survivable so he basically (laughs) just like didn't wear a helmet into battle and then he got hit in the head a lot and died so way to go buddy
1: so note note to all you kind folks wear a helmet when you run into battle because Mm -hmm. you're gonna get stabbed in the head
0: even if the battle is just life be sure to wear a helmet that's deep thanks i'm a bard
1: yeah which by the way who demanded that i give you a nicer barrel
0: i love them
1: <laughs> Who upgrade, dare my, barrel. upgrade my
0: barrel 2016 no <laughs> hashtag it no tweet don't it. you dare start hashtagging this i swear tweet it give me
1: a new barrel no
0: Emily, tell me no. about tell me about how how birds were made
1: Yay! I get to talk about actual smithing now. (laughs) All right, so from what I could pick up, uh, a smith would start with typically a large piece of steel that would be formed into the basic shape of the axe head and the hooked end. Mm -hmm. Um, He'd leave lumps uh, at the top and the bottom, uh, which would eventually taper uh, at both ends. So basically imagine... Uh, like a q-tip yeah well no not quite oh like if two q-tips were touching (laughs) so like well no that doesn't help either no imagine a stick with a ball in the middle (laughs) oh okay okay that's that's essentially what it is but it's not a snick stick it's it's steel and it's 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 all steel it's all Okay. okay, but it's um, like a
0: big... It's like a rod with a, with with a, a big ball in the middle. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, and then one of these ends would end up becoming the spear point, and the other end would become what's known as a languet, um, which would be used to secure it to the wooden shaft for the stabby times. Oh, okay. Um, once the entire shape of the axe head was roughed out, the smith would go back and start refining the blade and forge the edges along both the spear and the axe slash hook edges. And then from there, it would, the langet would be shaped in two ways. The one version would be the, it would be left uh, square. So it would just be this solid base piece, or it could be cut in half through this process called hot cut, which is, kind of a pain i've done it a couple of times uh but essentially you heat up the steel so it's red hot and you have some sort of hardened steel wedge uh, and, or
0: yeah, i'm assuming you cut it yeah or so a chisel it's called a hot cut
1: yeah and then you you hammer it so basically whether you're using a chisel or you're hammering on top of a uh a wedge, it's the same concept. It will inevitably split the steel in half. Mm,
0: okay, yeah. You're just uh, using a wedge to like drive a split in the middle of it.
1: Yeah, and that's okay. what I have, because uh, further off, off the story here, um, kind of thing about anvils, uh, if you've ever really looked at an anvil, you'll see that it has two holes typically. The one is a round hole, which you can use to just kind of stick steel in and bend it. And then you'll see a square one. The square one is known as a hardy hole. And, uh... (laughs) Get out of here. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) No, I don't even have anything. Like, I don't have anything to say. I just love the fact it's called a hardy hole. (laughs) It's... That's kind of
1: adorable. (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's called a hardy hole. And you can put different, uh... Like, different pieces in it. My anvil, for example, has... You can put an anvil within an anvil. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know why I have that, but it came with the set. Um,
0: <laughs> like a tinier anvil that you put in your big anvil,
1: basically.
0: Why? I don't know.
1: Okay, but I have it. Maybe you want um, f-
0: you want to feel like I have a tiny anvil now.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you want, I guess if you want to do really tiny intricate things, mm-hmm. but at that point, it's just like. I'm going to use my jeweler's bench.
0: Right. (laughs) right. right. I'm not going to stick this tiny anvil on my big anvil.
1: Exactly. I'm not
0: going to devolve my anvil.
1: (laughs) I also have a wedge that you can stick in the hardy hole. And that, when you do that, it doesn't move around because it's square. And Mm -hmm. square within a square causes no spinny spin. It's science. I'm not a scientist. you know. (laughs) 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 But yeah, so... There was that little tidbit about the anvil. I'm not quite sure if they had those in you know, medieval times or mm-hmm. just generally in this era. Mm-hmm. But if they did, they would do that. If not, they probably just used a chisel and just right. hammered it on the anvil. So once you had the langet um, split, you would flatten both, both sides of it. There's a gap in the middle of it so that you could slide something in between Okay. So it would basically make like a sandwich. You would have the steel as the bread and the wood as the tasty insides. The good good meat. Oh, which... like
0: like because basically the, the wood is gonna become the handle so it's like gripping onto both sides of the wood. Like it's like a it's yeah. almost like you've mill you've like milled a slot for the wood. I mean I know you I know milling is a totally different thing, but like that's the sort of visual Yeah, this is the
1: concept mm-hmm. of it. Regardless of how the lingut is formed, whether it's still in a block or it's now in these two thin pieces, holes were chiseled into it so that it would be able to be riveted into the wood handle later. Uh, The steel piece was generally cleaned up and ready to fit before anything was done, um, because it's hard to clean up steel after it's attached to something else that's flammable.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, right.
1: (laughs) you don't, want, you don't want
0: your whole thing going up in flames.
1: Yeah. And you just generally don't want to, like, scuff up the wood too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but how the piece would attach would also be te- dependent on the shape. So going off of the squared blanket, if it's just a solid piece, you would have it chiseled out into the wood. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this pronged shape. So it would be like a wooden fork with two, two prongs. And it would it would hug the steel. Like it would slide right in, nice and perfect. Right. Perfect fit. And then you would drill holes or carve holes this time uh, that would match the holes in the steel. Which from there, you could hammer in steel rivets and it would be a sturdy, sturdy fit that way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now... Doing it the other way, it's basically just inversed. You have the steel on the outside and the wood on the inside. So you have the nice steel sandwich, steel bread, wooden meat. That doesn't right. sound right, No matter how I say it. <laughs> Phrasing.
0: That's a bad sandwich.
1: It's, it is. No one's g- no
0: one's gonna buy that sandwich.
1: Well, look, we. I'm I'm not I'm not a baker.
0: Obviously not. You're obviously not a baker. Right, and that's why you shouldn't get into the bakery business. No one likes your sandwiches, but they do love your swords. This is true. And other stabby
1: weapons. Whichever method you choose, it was always riveted together. The steel to the wood would be riveted. After the assembly, uh, it would be sharpened. Typically... Some sort of decoration would be applied to it, uh, tassels, some form of cloth, some cell just, phone charms. You know, yeah, cell phone charms are always the best. <laughs> I gotta get
0: my, I gotta get my love live, uh, my love live charms on my, on my halberd, guys. Oh my everyone's God. gotta know who my favorite girl is. Um, <laughs> go, <laughs> go. <laughs> that was a Please. deep cut. I'm sorry. that was the deepest Uh, you're welcome the five people who got that joke Uh.
1: (laughs) but let's talk about their different shapes and their uses shall we sure let's let's talk about our friends the Germans and the Italians and basically how they like to stay to practicality more than anything Right. they enjoyed having uh, long thin steel tips or spearheads attached mm-hmm. uh, which resembled a lot more to the rapier it legit looked like let's cut this rapier in half stick it on top of this axe that has a hook on the other side
0: mm, right it was literally like let's cobble together these things Yes. like I know I made I know I made the chimera joke already but that was basically how they approached it
1: yeah I mean it's that's the best way to- Ah, oh, now I want to make one that has, like, a chimera on it. Like, that would be really cool.
0: Like, in the handle?
1: No, like, engraved in the steel.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Cause that would be super cool.
0: I was picturing like a metal chimera on top of the halberd, and I'm like, I don't think that would be efficient as a stabby. <laughs> no, thing, it's just an it's actual just, like, halberd. Here's this pewter like sculpture of a chimera on top of a stick.
1: Like no, that's not just, a halberd. It's just a chimera just, on a stick. That's just a chimera. It's, it's a on real a stick. chimera on a stick. <laughs>
0: That's what you get at the fairgrounds, uh, in in medieval times. It's like, hey, you want this? You know, instead of cheese, get kind of sick. It's chimera on a stick, and it is not as good.
1: Yeah, no, it's not, and it's also enormous. Like you can right. eat this for months. But yeah, it's gross. and it depends
0: on like what part of the chimera you get. Like, are you gonna get the snake, the dragon part, or the lion part, or the goat part? Or... I I prefer
1: the goat part. I mean, the the snake part is just it's too rough right It's just the
0: scales good. like sometimes they don't scale like descale it yeah and then so the, the then tiny just, the tiny, tiny little rib anywhere. bones in it it's just
1: oh yeah. god i choke on it every time Ugh. if they had smaller axe heads on these uh on these halberds it was more used as a thrusting weapon mm. and less used for bludgeoning English owlbirds had much wider spear-shaped heads and longer or larger solid axes.
0: They had like worse aim, so they're like let's make it bigger.
1: Yeah. Let's just be able to swing this thing instead of yeah. chuck it. Yeah. It's it's just
0: it I is. can't picture throw. I this isn't some this. I know you said earlier that like oh they could throw it. I cannot picture this thing being no, thrown. No, you you don't want to throw it really because it's got like I an mean, axe on it. Like maybe like poke someone with it, but I can't imagine like I'm gonna impale someone with this. It but, won't work. The axe will get in the way.
1: Yeah, throwing is more of a last option than it is a. Yeah, let me just toss this. Ro- Everything like right can off the be bat.
0: a thrown weapon if you try hard and believe in yourself.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I was trying to think of something a morning star wouldn't be, really.
0: Everything can be a throne weapon if you try really hard and believe in
1: yourself. You know, I I, I don't have the brain capacity to try and, you know, go against you on that. So you know what? You win this time, Emily. Thanks. Congratulations. Thank you. That's that's check mark towards your good barrel.
0: Sweet. How many do I need to like get the good barrel? Seven hundred. Oh god. <laughs> I gotta start working though.
1: <laughs> Got gotta start racking up them gotta get marks. those good
0: goofs in. get none get of this goof. old none of this old goof bad uh, <laughs> none of this bad joke nonsense. You only you good goofs from here on out.
1: Oh the best.
0: Mm-hmm. the cream of the crop.
1: But because these had such wider spears and larger axes. Mm -hmm. It allowed for a range of attack options, from slicing to making a pincushion out of somebody. Um, How about Julianne frying? No. Can I, like,
0: get a nice fricassee going on (laughs) with some, like, really thin slices?
1: Oh. I just imagined filleting a person, and that hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. All right, Hannibal Lecter. Look, I just watched that not too long ago, so that's probably why that came into my head. Fair enough. Um, A lot of these were so intricately carved, though, Mm -hmm. that they were deemed unusable for any form other than decorative, because- Like what,
0: accidentally? Oh no, I accidentally carved this too good. I guess no one can use it now. (laughs)
1: Like, (laughs) Well, these ones, there were two different types. There was the basic solid ones, which were used for battle, and then there were uh, ones used for bodyguards of a ruler. And they were more for show. Right. So, like... It was just this, look at this gorgeous gold inlaid thing. Right, but look the at way how much you initially presented that,
0: but the way you presented that initially, like, does yeah. make it sound like, oh, I was carving this thing, or I was engraving this thing, <laughs> and I got too good. <laughs> Guess no one can use it. Guess this <laughs> is, can only be decorative.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> Whoops, I accidentally carved this, you know, cool-ass dragon in this Deborah, thing, like, I did yeah. it again. <laughs> Dang it, I really, I really gotta... Gotta gotta... watch it. It's just that one hammer blow, and suddenly it's a work of art and can't use it.
0: (laughs) I just, like, hit it once, and suddenly, like, bam, there's, like,
1: a dragon and, like, five eagles on it. Yeah, I I actually just sneezed, and then I was like, ah, dang it. It happened again. I have this... Now there's, like, a Bible verse engraved (laughs) in it. Now
0: no one's gonna use this. Yeah, now... only gonna be... It's gonna hang over our... And then it's like, we have too many halberds already hanging over the mantle. We can't fit another one up there.
1: Guess we'll just have to break this one apart and use it for firewood. Golly gosh. You're gonna (laughs) use the steel for firewood? (laughs) This is the most metal firewood you could ever come across. (laughs) Get it? Get it? Get it? (laughs) I feel (laughs) shame.
0: (laughs) Uh. So what happened to our good friend the halberd?
1: So, over the years, British halberd Army. Halberd
0: Steve, I like to call him. What? I like to call I like to call the halberd Steve, because he's my good friend. <laughs> like the whole concept. So I'll be like, I'll go to the museum, and I'll, <laughs> and I'll like walk into the armor court, and and they'll be all like the halberds like up on like in the display. I'm like, oh wow, look at all those Steves.
1: I'm not taking you to the museum now. <laughs> i don't care if you live like not even an hour away from it i'm not taking you to the museum now
0: did i tell you about the time that i influenced a bunch of children at the zoo we were outside the lion exhibit and i just like really loudly yelled like there was like a school trip like by us and i just really loudly yelled look at that weird dog (laughs) <laughs> and and oh, then no. all the kids started repeating after me and I'm like, yes! I'm a bad influence. Oh my god. It's harmless. It was a harmless goof. I know. But it like, was great.
1: Look at that weird dog. Yeah. Well, what became of it was uh, actually British Army sergeants continued to use it until 1793 uh, when they were replaced with pikes. And which actually had crossbars on them. Mm. Uh, The 18th century halberd had, however, become a symbol of rank. It didn't really have a sharpened edge and couldn't really be used as a weapon. It didn't have enough strength to it. It didn't have the same temper. Uh, But it did ensure that infantrymen um, stood correctly and aligned with each other. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are
0: all standing out in line. Here's a big stick so you do better. Exactly. It's like, use this big
1: stick. (laughs) Here's a giant ruler so we can measure how far off you are from each other. Jeffrey,
0: Jeffrey, what did I tell you? Like, we gave you two sticks because you were so bad at this. Put the sticks in line with each other. That's all you have to do.
1: (laughs) No, in a line. Line. A line. A line. (laughs) Line. I don't even know how you made a circle. Jeffrey, why are you- how did you get here? (laughs) Jeffrey, why are you- are we that desperate for people? Well, I mean, we did- we did kind of lose a lot using the two-handed swords.
0: Ah, that's- okay. That's fair. So. All right, Jeffrey, you can stay. I guess. For now.
1: (laughs) Jeffrey, don't get stabbed. Friendly fire. By me, <laughs> by me. Oh goodness. Dick uh, and
0: halberd. Yeah, that's what they think. My God. No. What if it's like? What if it's like a Russian roulette and like out of one out of every hundred halberds was actually sharpened?
1: Oh God. And no. none of
0: them thought they were sharpened. Then oh no, someone accidentally gets like murdered.
1: <laughs> Whoops! I accidentally shanked you. Oops. Thought this was dull.
0: Golly gosh. What a pickle we are in!
1: Oh, hey, we were talking about the Swiss earlier. Yeah, who's coming back? The Swiss. Um, They were actually used uh, as court bodyguard weapons, uh, and is still the ceremonial weapon for the Swiss Guard, and also also the Vatican and Spanish royal. Oh wow! Would you think that the Spanish Royal Halberd Guards would use halberds?
0: No, I would think they would use swords. So that's pretty much, that's, that's kind of the, the, that's the halberd. That's, that is the halberd. Or the Steve, as I like to call it.
1: <laughs> I swear if people start calling this thing Steve, it, I, no, I swear if somehow, by some strange miracle, some insane miracle. Mm-hmm. This goes down in history as not being named the Halberd, but a Steve because of this.
0: My crowning achievement.
1: Like if aliens were to come down and be like, ah yes, the Steve. Look at this Steve. (laughs) Look at this magnificent Steve, isn't it enormous? And
0: by then I'll be like either dead or my consciousness will be like uploaded to the Singularity or whatever the heck, but I'll just be like, yes.
1: And I'll be busy bashing my head into whatever wall I can.
0: Ghost whether wall.
1: It, exactly, whether it be a real wall, or a metaphorical wall.
0: I guess what? ghost wall implies that the wall died.
1: Can you kill a wall? No, I meant that you were a ghost, but... Oh. Well, no,
0: now I wanna know, can you kill a wall? It's an inanimate object that does not- it's not alive. What if
1: it becomes sentient? It- it's not alive. No. You What's your blacksmith genetics. tip of the week? Oh, so my, my advice this week is actually not about injury so much. A miracle. I know. those, those are rare stories. <laughs> but I want, I want to tell you guys about uh, how I actually introduced myself on the blacksmithing. Uh, once I graduated school last year, I kind of determined that I wanted to do more bladesmithing, I was just like, alright, well, I'll take a couple workshops and see where it goes. There's a place called Touchstone Center for Crafts that's in Pennsylvania, and I took a workshop there for bladesmithing. Now imagine this, hearing a course bladesmithing You'd think just like all right, so it's just gonna be a couple dudes doing some, doing some stuff. That's fine, like a couple noobs. No, we had uh, twelve people, which is a lot for that building. They only have like eleven forges, um, the twelfth being the the main uh, the main forge there, which the instructor would use, and so we're sitting around, we're talking to each other, and I was supposed to be one of three other women there. No, they didn't show up. Um, so I was the only woman at this all-male all, all male junction, and all of them had had previous experience with uh, blacksmithing in some way, shape, or form. Now, I went to school for jewelry and metals and kind of had some experience with Uh, metal forming but never really with making swords in our dorm room yeah but i didn't forge them that's true i just i shaped them Mm -hmm. um but i'm sitting there and i'm trying to work on it and there's all kinds of errors that happen when you start learning how to use a coal forge especially they're so temperamental and trying to keep the heat uh trying to keep your cave together cuz you have to make like a cave out of uh coal basically trying to keep your uh, cave together look that's hey. what it is i know <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> but mine would always cave in i kept burning up the steel like it would make sparky sparky boom boom because i would get distracted <laughs> um and after a while, they actually started saying, it's just like, look, we'll get you, we'll get you a different hammer, we'll get you softer steel for your lady jeweler hands. And I was just like, excuse me, son. Give me that stuff. Just, just give me, just give me the normal stuff. Let me work, leave, be gone, go away. And I kept getting this daily. Because it was a five day long uh, workshop. And... It was starting to wear on me. I have... Like, I have severe anxiety for those who don't know me. And things just, like... Things get to me so easily. I am such an emotional piece of trash.
0: Oh, well, no. Also, (laughs) that would have pissed me off immediately. If I were you.
1: I just got really... Like, I got upset. And then I just got really sad because I started beating myself up over that fact. And... I would I would call my mom every night, having meltdowns. Just like I can't do this. I, I was like I'm I'm so, like my hands are blistered. I can't I can't keep doing this, and she's just like, Liz, Liz. You're the only person that I know. Who, for some reason, has an obsession, with, weaponry, with fantasy, and I can't see you doing anything else other than following your dreams and this is your dream right like yeah go so i did for hours i skipped i skipped meals don't skip meals uh and forged away in the shop after hours whenever whenever somebody was there and i was able to i would be in there and by the end of it I actually ended up making one of the best formed knives that they had ever seen come out of one of those workshops before. Yeah, you did. And I was I was so proud of it because the one of the people who had kept narkin' on me came up to me and was just like, I want you to meet Bob Rupert who was initially supposed to host this workshop. And I want you to come out I want you to, you know, meet him and say hi. And I was I was flabbergasted, but I didn't really think much of it. It was just like, okay, it's just it's just a thing. I gave this guy my number so that he could give it to Bob and you know, what have you? And some weeks pass. I still have a giant oozing blistery hand, and he ends up calling me Bob Rupert. And I'm just like, holy sh!t, stuff is happening. And uh, yeah, I actually brought the knife over and he had me forge with him and taught me stuff. And I actually have a couple videos <laughs> with him on YouTube, which is still a really weird concept <laughs> to think of. Um, and though I've kind of lost touch with him, it's opened up a lot of doors for me to talk with other blacksmiths. And just get more information, and just soak up, soak up all the iron, (laughs) become one with the steel, Uh, and basically, the moral of this long-winded story is: whatever your dreams are, don't let your dreams be dreams. Go after them. But don't skip meals.
0: But don't skip meals. Follow your dreams,
1: but don't skip meals. Follow your dreams, but also be healthy. Like, do, like eat. Take care of yourself too. Eat, eat,
0: eat food, please.
1: And drink water.
0: Yes, stay hydrated. Hydrate. You gotta hydrate the hustle. Yeah. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us. Um, thank you again to Samantha Hogan who provided our intro and outro theme. You can find her work at samanthahogan.com and you can find her on Twitter at s. Hogan underscore composer. Um, You can find us on Twitter. You can find, uh, we have a Twitter for where we post like the new episodes. Um, That's at Audio Armory Cast. And then we also have personal Twitters. Uh, I am at Corrupted Gem. Liz is at Liz Belts. That's L I Z Z B E L T Z. Uh, And you also, if you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes uh you can reach out to us uh at um on email uh which is audioarmorycast at gmail.com and we are also uh on itunes now we've been on itunes uh for a while but i just keep forgetting to mention it so if you do listen to us uh on itunes uh like leaving us a review or rating would be super cool and really helps you know get the word out and and just like if you've shared the podcast with anyone uh thank you so much we we really appreciate it uh you know this is a just kind of a fun experiment that for us so it's really cool to see people uh like actually listen to it and and enjoy it
1: yeah it's fun to get other people excited and because I feel like I'm the only person who gets super stoked about swords. And I find other people out there who are just like, hell yeah, swords and stuff. I'm like, I love you. Man. <laughs> I don't love you, but like, I love you.
0: In the platonic way, in the friendship, <laughs> yeah. in the friendship appreciation way.
1: In the, I could give you a hug right now, sort yeah, of. Yeah, or a high love five if, if hugs are yeah.
0: anything. Yeah, yeah. Um. So,
1: so until next time, I
0: have been and always will be your illustrious bard, Emily Cardamus.
1: And I will be forever and always your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. And don't throw rocks at birds. Don't throw rocks at birds. Uh, don't throw halberds at birds either.